Hi, and welcome to another edition of Jim on the Air. I'm Jim Sirianni, your host, your host with the most, your hostess with the mostest. I have to use that joke all the time. I'm contractually obligated to use that joke every time. No, I'm not. <laughs> Maybe I am. I don't know. Hi, how are you? How you doing? Thanks for joining me today on the show, Jim on the Air, which is the show about everything and anything and anything and everything. Uh, thanks so much for tuning in. <laughs> I can't, I don't know what else to say. I always say tuning in because I've been in radio for a thousand million years. Do you tune in to the internet? <laughs> Is that the right way to say this? Thank you for, well, just thank you for joining me. And maybe I'll try to stop using the word tuning in <laughs> or the phrase tuning in. Anywho, I'm rambling. Um, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining me today. And, um, on this week's show, I thought I would weigh in here on a couple of different things about the pandemic, about coronavirus and COVID-19, because, well, that's the news, isn't it? That's been the news for over a year now, and, um, you know, recently I was listening to one of my old podcasts, one of my first ones, uh, which was about a month or so into the pandemic last year. And um, just at that point, wondering, is it going to be a couple of weeks? Is it going to be six weeks? How long are we going to do this? <laughs> Not realizing that, um, you know, how far we, we would go with this whole thing. One thing that I wanted to point out is that I am very excited to get my second dose of the vaccine. And um, I had my first dose, I believe, I think it was Good Friday, actually. It was April 2nd. And uh, now I'm getting my next one uh, a week from today. Today happens to be Friday the, what is it, the 16th? <laughs> I lost track. Uh, anyway, it's a week from today. Whatever today happens to be for you when you're listening to this, a week from now I'm getting my second dose. And um, just a couple things I want to say about the vaccine right now. First of all, I just want to give a shout out and a thanks to Goleta Valley Cottage Hospital. They are doing a drive-through vaccination clinic. And I have to say, it is so well organized and they get you in and out very easily, very quickly. They explain everything as you go along. And other friends of mine have said the same thing, that their experience at Goleta Valley Cottage Hospital has been really well received. Um, <clears throat> a couple of two or three weeks ago when I had my first vaccine, um, I was way early. I was supposed to be there like at 11.15. I got there like at 10.45 or something. And I apologized. I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm a half an hour early. And they're like, that's okay. No worries. Just go to the gentleman over there with the orange flag and he'll tell you where to go. And I went, drove up to the guy with the flag and he told me which lane to get into. And the volunteers and the nurses and doctors and, who were giving the vaccine explained everything in full detail. Um, they gave me the information I needed uh, for the second vaccine, and um, I, it was just really well run. It was a well run uh, clinic over there at Goleta Valley Cottage Hospital here in Santa Barbara County. Um, so yeah, it was a really good experience, and of course I go back to the same place because uh, you have to go to the same place for the second dose. And uh, Goleta Valley happens to be doing the um, the Pfizer vaccine, and so I'll go back again in a week from now and get the uh, second dose. I'm a little nervous about the second dose because I've heard mixed reviews from people who've had everyone I've talked to when they've gotten the first dose is fine. You know, maybe their arm is a little sore and, uh, you know, or it's, you know, they stretch out the arm after the um, injection, maybe, you know, several hours later and it's a little sore, tender, whatnot. 
Um, but I have heard mixed reviews of the second dose, whether it's Moderna or Pfizer. And uh, people have said, I've heard some people have taken to bed. <laughs> they've actually gotten sick. Not sick, sick. I shouldn't say that. But they've felt really poorly and chills and actually vomiting and such. But then I have heard from people who, like my mom, for example, she had no reaction to the second dose when she got hers. And um, so a lot of mixed reviews. So I'm kind of in anticipation of whether or not I might have uh, a bad reaction or not. I decided that I would just not have anything else planned for next week once I get it. I'm getting it at 10.45 on, on a Friday. And um, and my plan is to just do nothing for the rest of that day and Saturday. Because <laughs> I thought, well, if I just keep my calendar clear for those two days, then I should be okay. In case anything happens. And and, and probably not. I'll probably be okay. Or I'm, I'm, maybe I'll have some slight side effects. And I'm hoping for none whatsoever. But, you know, I'm just kind of planning that if... Once I have the vaccine next week, if I have any um, side effects, hopefully they're mild. But if I do, then I'm not obligated to go anywhere else or to, you know, meet somebody or, you know, what have you. Anyway, so, but I am looking forward to it and I'm excited to get the um, second dose. I have to say I was kind of relieved um, because they tell you after your first dose of the vaccine that they will contact you by email and let you know when you can go in for your second and i guess apparently they've changed that since i went in now they just tell you you can go ahead and um make your next appointment right off the bat but um when i went in they they gave me the little card that said that wait for them to email you and then you would make your next appointment so i was waiting for the email and i was wondering when i would get it and they they did say about five days before you know like a, a week before you're supposed to get your next vaccine they would email you and i was like oh, okay when are they gonna contact me i don't know so it just so happened uh the other day i was uh, looking for an email for something else completely unrelated to the um, vaccine and um i was expecting someone to email me and i couldn't find their email so i I have Gmail, and um, those of you who have Gmail, you're probably familiar with the fact that they, they can break everything up into different folders. There's like promotions and uh, social folder and all that, and I think I might want to change it because I hate having things spread out into three different folders, plus the spam folder. Anyway, I was looking for an email, and I was in the promotions folder on my Gmail, looking for this one email, and I just happened to see the email from Goleta Valley Cottage Hospital saying, you can make your next appointment for the vaccine. I was like, oh my God. So I quickly uh, forwarded it to my um, primary folder and um, and then opened it up and looked at it and made the appointment. And I was like, oh my gosh, had I not been decided to go into my promotions folder on Gmail, I wouldn't have seen it. And that's prompted me to want to, okay, I think I'm just going to change my setup on my Gmail. So that all my email just goes into the one folder, spam goes into spam, and everything else just goes into one folder because that was just a little too nerve-wracking. And plus in the past, I've had that problem too when I've been looking for someone's email and I thought oh they were going to email me something sure enough it's in some other random folder that gmail thought it should go to anyway but I digress um so I decided to go ahead and make the appointment and you know went through all the prompts that they tell you to do and then when I got the confirmation saying thank you James R. Suriani your appointment has been set I have to say I was so excited and relieved at the same time to get that confirmation <laughs> Because it's like, okay, it's good. They know and I know that I'm supposed to go in on Friday the 23rd and get my next vaccine. And I was so excited and relieved at the same time. I was like, okay, 
now that's set and um, I don't have to worry about it. I just need to clear my calendar for that day and go in and, and get the vaccine because I'm ready to do this. I'm ready for all of us to do it. And um, so I'm actually excited, as I mentioned just now, that um, about getting my second vaccine. Um, I'm going to have to say I was a little bit jealous because my sister got the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. And this was before we knew about the... Uh, the thing with the, the blood clots, but she got the one and done version, and I was like, oh, I wanted the one and one version, because I don't want to have to go two times, <laughs> just because I'm a lazy ass. <laughs> I didn't want to have to go two times. Um, but uh, regardless, I'm, I'm excited for the fact that I can go get the second vaccine. I'm all prepared for that day to be like a little bit crappy, just in case it might be, maybe not, maybe I'll be okay. And... Um, I'm excited to uh, to get it, and um, and it's prompted me to want to talk about the vaccine because it's been such a it's been so weird how controversial and political the coronavirus, COVID nineteen, the vaccine, the pandemic has become over this last year and a half. You have people who are anti maskers, you know, anti mask. They don't want to wear the mask. They think the government's trying to control them. Now we have people who are anti-vaxxers and there were anti-vaxxers before this vaccine and before the pandemic people who all of a sudden are against vaccines for some reason and um and now they're against this one because they think well what if you grow horns at the top of your head what if you grow a third arm i'm like well if i grew a third arm i'd be kind of okay because <laughs> i sometimes need three arms <laughs> <laughs> I'm carrying too many things and it's like, you know what? Two arms are not enough. I need a third arm to scratch my ass. <laughs> kidding. So I'd be okay with growing the third arm. No, I'm kidding. I think maybe anyway, but you know, these people who are like, who are so against the vaccine, like it's the year, you know, this is the year 2021, not 1621 where they're like, it's a witch. It's witch's brew. It's a witch. <laughs> <laughs> and people are acting like I, I I don't I just don't get it. I mean, well, I'm just going to share with you a couple of things that I've seen um, over these last few weeks about the vaccine and stuff. Uh, one such thing that I came across was a post by the actor Patton Oswalt, and you may know who he is. He's he's a comedian and actor, and he's done several TV shows and movies. And um, he posted this on his Twitter, and I was. I reposted it on my um, Instagram. I'm like, exactly right. And what Patton Oswalt said, I thought it was hilarious. Uh, when the polio vaccine dropped in 1955, people lined up to get it. And we were two years away from artificial satellites. Now, in 2021, we carry external world brains in our pockets. And I think he's talking about smartphones. We carry external world brains in our pockets and there's robots on Mars and idiots think the COVID vaccine is full of wizard poison. And he's absolutely right. It's, that's exactly right. It's amazing how people are reacting to the vaccine. Like it's some kind of wizard poison or witch's brew or or what have you. And they think, well, I don't know what's good, what's in it. I don't know what's in it. Really? You don't know what's in it because you know what? I'm pretty sure the scientists know. And they've been developing vaccines for not just 10 years or 20 years, for hundreds of years. And I'll get into that in a little bit here about the history of vaccines. But yeah, it's just, it blows my mind how people are just not, not going to do it. 
not going to do it. But it really is amazing to me how folks are so fraidy scared of this vaccine. And I'm like, really, people? Because those of you who grew up were, you know, young adults in the 60s, you smoked everything but your shoes. That's a line from Steel Magnolias, I believe. They were smoking everything but their shoes. And um, I'm pretty sure it's not Weezer. It's, um, oh, shoot, I can't think of the character. Anyway, it's a line from Steel Magnolias. Uh, But everybody was. In the 60s and 70s, people were smoking everything but their shoes. They're taking all kinds of drugs. And, um, and, but for some reason, the vaccine is just, you know, it's witch's brew or wizard poison or something like that, like Oswald said. And, um, and I know not everybody's thinking that way. I know a lot of people are being smart about it um, or, you know, thinking it through. But it's really kind of odd how people are just acting like this is just, um, the, you know, it's, I don't, I, I don't know. See, I'm, I'm lost for words because I'm like, what, where is this coming from? And what I want to do now actually is talk about vaccines and what I've just learned on my own, just looking up stuff on, on the Google on uh, vaccines. And, um, so as I mentioned, the Oswald, you know, Patton Oswald's quote there about polio vaccine in 1955. And do you know when the first vaccine was actually created? And I, I wanted to look this up. I'm like, well, you know, there were vaccines that were created in the 1920s and the 1880s well vaccines actually the first time that anybody has any kind of an inkling of an inoculation was back in the year 1000 (laughs) the chinese um had discovered something back then in the year 1000 i guess but um in the year 1796 okay not 1996 not 1896, 1796, Edward Jenner has a breakthrough, and Edward Jenner tested the hypothesis that infection with cowpox could protect a person from smallpox infection, and he has a breakthrough uh, with that, and um, first of all, you know, the reason we have the word vaccination or vaccine comes from the cowpox that they had going on back in 1796 because vaca is latin for cow and that's why we have the word vaccine or vaccination anyway cowpox is an uncommon illness in cattle usually mild that can be spread from a cow to humans via sores on the cow and during an infection dairy workers may have you know sores on their hands and sufferers can spread the infection to other parts of the body well we know now that the cowpox virus belongs to the orthopox family of viruses, and those viruses are also include horsepox, monkeypox, and smallpox. And on May 14, 1796, 1796, and just as a point of reference, 1796, five years earlier in 1791, Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart died. He died of a lot of diseases. He had syphilis. And I think uh, typhoid or, you know, several things that unfortunately he died. But having nothing to do with smallpox, Mozart died in 1791. And five years later, uh, Edward Jenner makes this breakthrough on the uh, smallpox. And um, so he makes that uh, discovery in 1796. And then he wrote about it as well. Word of his success spreads by 1798. It starts getting out there to um, everybody that uh, there's this thing called a vaccine and um, we can vaccinate people from smallpox. A few years later, 
uh, U.S. president in 1806, actually. Uh, U.S. president stands by vaccination. And guess which president that was? It was Thomas Jefferson. He became an advocate of vaccination and received a copy of Edward Jenner's work from his nephew. And then he um, wrote back to the nephew, you know, giving him his thanks for sending him this information. And it was such a huge medical breakthrough at the time. So Thomas Jefferson... U.S. president stands by vaccinations in 1806. Okay, 1806. And again, this is we're in the year 2021, not 1621, when people were like, "It's a witch's brew! It's a witch's brew! Sign of the devil! It's the sign of the devil! It's the sign of the devil!" <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, so anyway, by the 1800s, we're kind of like cluing into this whole idea of vaccinations. Um, in 1810, an Italian physician uses cows for vaccine production. It, oh, let's see here. Oh, in 1813, U.S. Vaccine Agency is established. So this is the 1800s. This is the early 1800s, and it goes on, and we've been working with vaccines. And, of course, you know about Pasteur, Louis Pasteur. Well, let's see. He got married in 1849. You know what he came up with. But we, we've been working with vaccines for... 225 some odd years sometime in the 1980s i think it was 1980 literally 1980 okay so almost granted almost 200 years after the discovery of the vaccine for smallpox but in 1980 the world had declared that smallpox was eradicated by 1980 it was declared officially eradicated smallpox was and you have to think about it when was the last time you knew anybody who got smallpox but then also, you know, we uh, almost are damn, damn near eradicated polio in, uh, well, in the last, you know, 60 years or what have you. Um, but then we have these anti-vaxxers who came around in the last few years because they're worried about the small percentage of people who um, may develop, may have developed um, other medical issues because of the vaccines, And but it's such a small percentage. But because these people have a very loud blowhorn... Then other people get pretty scared of vaccines and think, oh my God, everyone's going to become, they're going to grow a third horn or fourth horn or their first horn and a third arm or something. And it's just, it's mind boggling. We have been dealing with vaccines for 225 some odd years and um, they've been very successful. We've eradicated smallpox, as I mentioned, and other diseases have been either close to or almost eradicated. And why all of a sudden there's this fear of the vaccine i just it's just mind-boggling to me um, why people are are afraid he's scared of it and i i shouldn't say that i know that's kind of rude um but it's just it's amazing to me that people are worried about the vaccine when we've we've been developing vaccines and working with vaccines and scientists have you know perfected vaccines over you know 200 years and um why this one is why people are worried about it i don't know i mean it's you know, it's the greater good kind of a thing here. Yes, maybe there might be some side effects. Yes, there might be a small, small percentage of people who have a problem with the vaccine later down the road. But it's again, it's for the greater good. If we can keep everybody healthy and keep everyone from getting sick and, you know, we're over, what is it, 500,000 some odd people, I think maybe more like 600,000 that have died from coronavirus, from COVID-19. And... Um, do we want to keep seeing people die from this? I don't think so. 
I think we want people to be healthy. I think we want everyone to, to, we want to put an end to this. I mean, maybe not an end right away. It may take, you know, 20, 30, 80 years for COVID to be eradicated. But um, we got to start somewhere, I guess. We have to start trying to figure this out. And already we know that there are other strains of COVID out there, you know, from the UK and other uh, countries. And that's already begun a while ago. So what are we going to do about that? You know, about the new strains of COVID and, you know, we need to, we need to keep on this. So anyway, it's just an, it's an interesting, interesting conundrum. Is that what I want to say? Interesting question, interesting place where we are right now with, you know, those of us who want to get the vaccine and want to be healthy and want to move on and those who are apprehensive about it. And, you know, to be fair, I, I understand it's, it's new and I, and I guess maybe part of the problem is is that we've had like polio vaccine or smallpox vaccines and other diseases for some of us that were created before we were even born and for some people way before they were even born and um and so they've always been there we've had these vaccines you know as i mentioned over 200 maybe 225 years and um there's been no question about them because they weren't they're not new and i guess maybe that's part of the problem is that the um the covid uh, vaccination is new and and yes it was under an emergency what do they call it emergency um situation here with the cdc and with the u.s government um getting it approved an emergency approval that's what i'm trying to say <laughs> and you know so i get that and it's like does it are we rushing it too much you know that is a question that's a good question it's valid are we rushing through these vaccines you know, without getting the going through the proper channels of getting it approved through the FDA and and the U.S. government and what have you, you know. So I get you know I get that side of it too. But um, but so far we've inoculated like what did somebody say um, like twenty percent of the country, and maybe it's a little higher than that now. But anyway, you know, a huge a nice percentage of the country of the U.S. country has been vaccinated, and you know, well, so far so good. And yes, there is the issue of the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. I do want to touch on that because that's the only one that's the one and done. You just get the one shot and then you don't have to go back for a second dose. And I, it is a little bit worrisome that six people got the blood clots from the Johnson & Johnson. But at the same time, it's six people out of 6.8 million people that were vaccinated with the Johnson & Johnson. So that's a very, very, very small percentage. And, um, you know, six people out of 6.8 million. Um, and I think I mentioned earlier, maybe I was thinking about it, but my sister got the Johnson & Johnson and she's fine. And another friend of mine got Johnson & Johnson and she's fine as well. So, you know, um, and it's good that they're putting a pause on the Johnson & Johnson vaccine and trying to figure out, you know, if there's anything to the blood clotting. And, um, and that's good, you know, they, in an abundance of caution, they should do that. But still, it, it's, it's kind of a small thing here where it's, you still have 6.8 million people who have been vaccinated by the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, and so far, so good. So hopefully they'll get it figured out and they'll put it back out there. Um, but there haven't been any problems with Pfizer or Moderna. 
both of those vaccines seem to be, you know, moving along. Of course, as I mentioned, there have been side effects and people have gotten sick for just a little bit for like maybe a day or two and then they're fine. But that's what, you know, that means that your body is working. Your body is looking at this virus when it gets injected and going, what the hell is this thing? And boom, boom, pew, beats it up. <laughs> Let me do my sound effects. <laughs> anyway, but so your body is attacking the virus, and then that's why you're feeling like crap or whatever. Um, my hope is, I guess, with my podcast today, is I'm hoping that folks will see the greater good, see that, you know, it is important that we get vaccinated. It's better that the percentage of people in the country and in the world really starts going up as far as people getting the vaccine. Hopefully we'll, you know, knock coronavirus on its ass <laughs> it'll knock it on its ass because um, I think that's what we all want right don't we want the um, the virus to go away I think we do and you know wouldn't it be great if just a few years from now we can say that it was eradicated it may not be a few years it may take longer I realize that but you know that's I think that's the goal is to get it eradicated eventually so um, so other things that I wanted to talk about on today's show according to the um according to my schedule, my plans, was to talk about a couple other things um, real quick here about the uh, the pandemic. You know, as uh, restrictions start getting lifted, this, I just want to touch on this a little bit, and then I'll let you go, because <laughs> it's been, we're coming up on, you know, 30 minutes here, but um, some of the other things that I wanted to talk about is as we are moving out of lockdown, uh, some things to remember as lockdown restrictions are eased and uh, there's some things that you can kind of keep in mind, you know, because we're kind of going through this phase now, right? Where we have some areas are still under strict lockdown, some are not locked down at all, and you have everything else in between. And um, here in California, and particularly where I am in Santa Barbara County, well, in the state of California, there's a tier system and the purple tier was the highest, worst tier to be in. And then it moves down to red, and then I think orange, and then yellow. And yellow is the least amount of restrictions. Purple is the most amount of restrictions, yellow is the least. And so here in Santa Barbara County, in California, we're in the red tier, which means we're kind of, we're getting, we're not totally back to normal, but we're kind of, you know, they're easing up on the lockdown restrictions in our county. The only reason I'm mentioning that is because as people move into these different variations of lockdown, Everything from super strict to super not strict on one end of the spectrum to the other. Um, some things to kind of keep in mind if you're living in an area that's moving out of lockdown or what have you. As these restrictions are eased, some things to think about. Um, you're allowed to decline social invites. Um, it's okay to feel a bit emotionally unsteady. And I'll admit, I'm raising my hand right now, I have had some emotional issues over this last year. Some days I'm just like, yeah, I'm good to go. And other days I'm like, what the hell? And so it's okay to feel a bit emotionally unsteady as the lockdown restrictions are eased. Um, something else to think about, your body doesn't need to look a certain way. You can you kind of, you know, we can give ourselves a break on that. You don't need to look like, you know, a Greek Adonis or, you know, like, Betty Page, or you know, depending on who you are, um, your body doesn't need to look a certain way. You can kind of let go of that if you want. Um, it's also okay if you don't want to be as busy as you once were before the pandemic, before the lockdowns. It's okay to to be in that position. It's okay if you don't want to be as busy as you once were. 
And also there is no right way to feel or think or move forward as the lockdowns are lowered. However you feel is totally valid. And the, the last thing that I want to point out here, and, and by the way, this came from the, the Leopard UK. It was a post that I found on Instagram. And um, the last one that they have here is, it's okay if your pre-lockdown life no longer serves you. And I'm going to say that again. It's okay if your pre-lockdown life no longer serves you. It's okay that if you're in a place now where you're like, you know what? I'm okay with working from home. I'm okay with a hybrid version of working. You know, maybe part of the week you work at home and part of the week you go in the office or what have you. Um, or it's okay to continue um, as you have been throughout this whole year. And, and it's okay to give yourself a break on all of this. You know, I don't think we should expect any of us to just jump right into the way things were in 2019 and go right back to the way things used to be and the way things were, what was considered normal a year and a half ago or what have you. Um, so anyway, I just wanted to share that with you and um, remind all of us that we can give ourselves a break during uh, this uh, this phase of the pandemic as things start to ease up. You know, don't feel that you have to jump right into it. And again, I just want to repeat this because I think this is so good. It's okay if your pre-lockdown life no longer serves you. And it's okay if the new normal now is whatever you want it to be. Um, anywho, that's going to do it for this edition of the show. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. And um, I hope you enjoyed the show. And just to let you know, I have some fabulous shows coming up in the near future. Uh, one friend of mine is going to be on. She is an artist, and we'll talk about her art. Um, I have another friend who is an event planner, and she's going to be on the show as well in the next few weeks or so. So a lot of uh, wonderful shows coming up in the near future. Again, thank you so much for joining me today. And um, if you wouldn't mind doing me a little favor, if you wouldn't mind sharing the show with your friends, I would really appreciate it. Um, you can download it, of course. And But if you want to share it on your social media, I would really appreciate that if you wanted to do that. Again, thank you so much for listening and tuning in. <laughs> I am going to use that phrase. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll catch you next time. Bye-bye, everybody. <laughs>